0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Myra Kalman is the author and illustrator of Women Holding Things. She illustrated William Strunk Jr.'s classic, The Elements of Style, and is the author of My Favorite Things, Principles of Uncertainty, and, and The Pursuit of Happiness. Myra is also the author-illustrator of numerous children's books, like the book Cake, which my husband gave to my son, and her artwork has graced a dozen covers of The New Yorker. Her watches, clocks, accessories, and paperweights have been featured at the Museum of Modern Art store. She lives in New York City. Myra is like a really, really big deal. You should definitely listen. Welcome, Myra. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read books to discuss women holding things. This book is so moving on so many levels and also so visually beautiful given its many illustrations and the combination of text and language and color and all the rest. Tell me about your decision to to do this book in the pantheon of your many projects and productions.
1: <laughs> uh well during the pandemic, my son and I were upstate with his very tolerant wife also. And we decided to make little booklets self-published that would raise money for organizations and for for causes that we believed in. And one of the booklets was Women Holding Things, a little one, a little 20, 64 page pamphlet. And the idea just held, it just felt, uh, you know, important. And I am clearly uh, engaged and obsessed with my family, with my history, the women in my family. And then the women all over in my life and you know in and fictional and real Well, you woven yeah as you said historical figures like cezanne and
0: other figures but also your own family members and you tell one story about your aunts who are twins who, tell me about that <laughs> you hated each
1: other <laughs> and it's my dear mother-in-law and it's funny because the stories some of them are maybe you could say private <laughs> yeah or, I don't want to use the word secret. So uh, yes, one of the women holding grudges is my mother-in-law and her twin sister, who clearly were you know and had an antipathy to each other for their whole lives. And then, as the story evolves, there were betrayals and, uh, as I mentioned, Casablanca-like, yes, uh, you know, situations. They were Hungarian, which explains a lot in and of itself. Very, very beautiful women. So that is one way to hold. You know, there is the holding a grudge, which is actually. Probably, every one of us holds some kind of grudge, but we won't we won't linger there <laughs>
0: <laughs> That section was interesting, too, as it talks about love and finding love even at age ninety. And can you talk a little bit about about that and how people died in different people's arms and <laughs>
1: right (laughs) it's such a sweet story that's from the same story but that sense of you know as we're as we're getting older some of us are getting older that feeling of you know what's important and what is meaningful and what do we hold what do you really want to hold in your life and and it changes of course and and it flows and there's you know there's a balance of things but basically what you want to hold I think is your love and your work and whatever however that's defined and uh, and, your, and your sanity let's <laughs> in the case of virginia wolf you know it didn't didn't work that well but you want to hold on to your sense of optimism i really like
0: this notion of holding on to things when so much of the narrative around women is about all the things that we are juggling right mm-hmm. it makes it sound like we're constantly dropping things or that it's it's uninte- or like that we're trying to hold too much or we can't do it and your book is a celebration of the fact that no, we've got this and we're holding so much and it's really okay. We don't have to be circus acts, like this is life and this is beautiful.
1: <laughs> and sometimes we fall, you know, I mean the, the sense of doing many things and and having to take care of so many different things. And I say is just utterly exhausting. And yes. you know, the common thread of everybody I talk to is it's just they're completely exhausted. So, you know, how do you balance that again with just focusing? in very specifically on what you're doing at the moment and what you're doing that really means something. And there's a lot of noise that you kind of have to get rid of. Can I just read the last couple of pages when you talk specifically sure. about this and you write, and of course, these are absolutely
0: beautiful illustrations, which people listening can't see, but you'll have to just go by the book. Objects around us hold our attention and our love. It is hard work to hold everything and it never ends. You may be exhausted from holding things and be disheartened, and even weep if you are very emotional, which could be anyone on any day with good reason. But then there is the next moment and the next day, and hold on.
1: You have to show the you have to show the painting of the girl. I mean, hold on. Also, there's this very kind of a girl with a scowl on her face, <laughs> clearly unhappy about something, holding a bunch of balloons. Yeah. And that's the truth. You can't be some kind of happy-go-lucky thing all the time. No. So, you know, we suffer. Did you
0: paint these to go along with, like, what was the order? Did you have these already in your sort of back closet or did you paint them all afresh <laughs> for this project or, or what?
1: Most of them are new for this project. And then there are some that I just can't resist using. And I, and I have in other projects and I, and I bring them into the book. So it's a mix, but mostly new and mostly a desire to explore what it means to paint. And to use color and how that expresses the emotion. And I'm very lucky to be able to write and paint. And we know when the painting is not sufficient, I can write and vice versa. So I think that's pretty great. I, <laughs> I, I can kind of jump back and forth. And it's it's really, it's a little bit like writing music and writing the, the lyrics and the, and the, you know, composing the, the music too. There is a fluidity about that that goes back and forth. And everything is just snippets that I find from my life and from waking up in the morning and not knowing what I'm going to do. I mean, I kind of know. <laughs>
0: but not I'm going to accidentally make this beautiful book called Women Holding yes, Things. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I, mean, happened.
1: I didn't know. I didn't know I was doing it. But yeah, I mean, that's, it's actually a wonderful thing of the not knowing. I mean, I think that that's something that I think about a lot. Like what I obviously we all don't know a tremendous amount. And we're aware of it because we bombard bombarded all the time. So it's kind of amazing to say, I don't know, but to be curious and to kind of have a certain way of wandering around and looking at the world, which is what I do. So I really do wake up in the morning, of course, as you know, and have coffee and read the obits and then go on my merry way. What's <laughs> merrier than, than reading the obits? And so that, that sense of, I don't know what I'm going to see during the day, but I know I'm going to see extraordinary things. And I photograph and, and collect the images that kind of, that, that hit my heart and, and that I fall in love with.
0: I love that. The images that hit my heart. That's cool. Cool is the wrong word. That's beautiful. <laughs> you, you wrote about this concept of time as well. Can I read one more paragraph? Is that sure. okay? He said, my mother would ask us, what is the most important thing? We knew that the correct answer was time. You could say that my mother lost a great deal of time to an unhappy marriage, but how unhappy was it? Shakespearean level? Run-of-the-mill unhappy? Impossible to say. I can't ask her because she is no longer alive, but she ultimately left my father and found her time. Finding time is all we want to do. Once you find time, you want more time and more time in between that time. There can never be enough time and you can never hold on to it. It is so strange. We live and then we die. So unutterably strange.
1: That consumes, I mean, I can't imagine that that doesn't consume everybody, the duality of we're alive. And then at one point we're not going to be, and that the more, that our mortality is a driver, obviously on many levels of what we do. So, uh, it either, it either, uh, as I say, stops me in my tracks and makes me freeze or propels me into wonderful activity. And I've accepted the fact that both are true and valid and part of the day. There's the, we can't have one without the other. You know, you can't have the, the joy without the, the sorrow. And and so sometimes frozen and sometimes uh, jumping.
0: Well, I do feel there's, you know, this, I personally feel this sense of time all the time. I mean, I'm constantly feel like the hourglass is, is pouring pouring through and how can I get all the things done in today that I need to do before that day runs out. And, you know, that knowing of course that at any moment it all could end. Right. So what can I do? Like would I feel good today, if this was it, like what I feel, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of envy people who don't have this top of mind all the time. Because I I can't believe
1: that they exist, but they do. I know they do. Yeah, they do. But I, you know, I don't leave the house without making my bed and making sure the place looks reasonably good so I won't be embarrassed in case uh, I never return. I mean, I don't want to be that morbid, but that that. But okay, why not be that more? But, I totally but, relate to that. I can
0: totally relate. Everywhere I go, I'm like, okay, but would anyone know that I'm here in this random coffee shop? I didn't tell what If there's an explosion yeah. here, how right. long would it take? Like, I'm always going backwards. It's terrible, right. but anyway.
1: That's true. I do that too. As soon as I'm on the subway and I think somebody's just gonna turn to me and, and you know, kill me. And I think, oh, okay, <laughs> that's that's not bad. No, I actually think that, that idea of how you end and that if you have this kind of unexpected demise and hopefully you've had a very long and happy life, then you think, okay, that's, that's not bad, but I don't know if that, I don't know if we should stay with that topic. Too. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can transition
0: to something. Like, equally horrific, which is your mentions of the Holocaust here and your own family and what's happened, which, of course, gives context to this attitude, perhaps, or our worldview, this sort of collective loss in your family in particular, and, of course, for all Jewish people, the, the sort of sense of that everybody's life was going a certain way. And then this catastrophe on such a massive scale can happen at any moment that nobody saw right. coming except for little signs. And so there's groundwork laid prior to this you know, sort of cultural awareness, right? That anything can change and, and life is not upset uh, and you write about it. You say like, you know what happened, of course, you have heard it a thousand times before they all perished, shot and dumped into a mass grave. And this is about your father's family. H- how do you hold on to that narrative? And yet, like, how do we hold on to the memory of all of those
1: lost and still move forward? Uh, it's, that's the inexplicable mystery of everything that we do move. We do move forward. We do move ahead. We do find humor we do laugh all the time and tell stories because otherwise, uh, you you know. Otherwise, I don't know what forces within us, what mechanism within us, ha- has made that possible, but but it is. And so we, we you know, so as I say, we carry the inexplicable, unutterable sorrow of, of of personal losses in our lives. Nobody's exempt from tragedy, and the sense of the wonder and the and the awe of it all constantly colliding so we muddle ahead i don't know the answer to the answer is once again i do not know but i'm happy that we do have those forces in us well holding on to questions is still
0: something to hold on to hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot dot com slash moms don't have time. You had a page towards the beginning, woman holding book, which I'm holding up again, which is absolutely beautiful. This illustration of a woman sort of lounging on this green chaise with these beautiful sumptuous curtains, red curtains parted just to see her reading. And of course, like I am now a woman holding a book, looking at a picture of a woman holding a book and words that say woman holding book. So I feel like I'm definitely in this in this relationship myself here yeah. too. Tell me about this illustration and are you selling this as, as one-off prints or anything? Cause I oh, like No,
1: there isn't. I think that the original was sold. I, I have a wonderful new gallery, Mary Ryan gallery, which is really wonderful at selling the paintings. Uh, and it's a, it's from a photograph of a woman reading a book in a beautiful hotel in Morocco. So those, mo- again, those moments that I encounter Somehow, of really just filming with so much joy and such a sense of purpose that, oh, I know I'm going to do a painting of this woman and I'm going to go to my studio and I'm going to work and forget everything and listen to music, and it's glorious.
0: What kind of music do you listen to when you paint?
1: Mostly classical. you know, I was on a loop of all of Bach, which could be a loop forever. I mean I <laughs> have to leave him, but uh a, a lot of classical music Wow. Well. What an image. It sounds so peaceful. It is. Oh my
0: gosh. Like meditative state. How did you decide which one of the many to put on the cover? Why this one?
1: Well, this is, uh, you know, I do a lot of collaborations with my son. We did Sarah Berman's closet together and and a lot of other projects. So we were looking at, we were designing together and it's really fantastic to have a dialogue with a a relative who likes you (laughs) Yes, So we happen to like each other tremendously and also just have a sense of uh, an aesthetic dialogue, the the vocabulary of all of the things that we're interested in. And this is a woman that I saw on the street and I stopped her and I said, you are just so beautiful. And I never I only saw people like, as I as I told you, who I fall in love with. It's never out of cynicism. It's never out of, you know, um, mocking anybody. It's just kind of like, oh, my God. And what I'm seeing in a person is the courage. And the courage that it takes to get up in the morning, which I think is, as you know, obviously is considerable. And to go through the day doing what you're doing and then you decide what to wear and you decide what to do and you decide. It's just fantastic. (laughs) So to go to those micro moments. And so when I stopped this woman, I said to her, "I'm, I'm just I just love how you look and I'm going to do a painting of you. So she was very. Thrilled. Not everybody is delighted. There was the one painting, the irritated woman holding the cabbage. Yes, which I saw at the farmers market, and I said, and "This is during the pandemic, where nothing is going on, and nobody is seeing anybody." And when I asked her, "I'd like to take her picture," she was so uh, uh, irritated, uh, as I say. <laughs> I thought, "Where is she going? What is she doing?" You know, this is like a great moment in your life, isn't it? Nice that somebody, at any rate. But then I also say I also admired her for her honesty. So there's a lot, there's a lot of complicated stuff going on during the day. Sort it out with a good night's sleep after watching a good murder mystery. So gonna, yeah. The day ends early and murder ensues. Wow.
0: Okay. Kind of a contrast to the the
1: charming piece of your work. Now you're scaring yourself silly. Yeah. But okay. Now, you know what I'm doing? I'm engaging with somebody who's solving problems and making oh. it okay. Which is which is not that far from reading the obits, which is as as we say is about life, and about getting a jolt of, you know, of importance yeah. and the decision making. So to me, that's the 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 kind of the bookends, the bookends, holding huh. bookends, of watching a very smart like Hercule Poirot or, of yeah. course, Miss Marple, you know, go to the standards, huh. solving things while knitting or, or making a nice dish. Yeah. lovely okay I'd never thought of shows that way um, so
0: what's the last photo you took of somebody like yesterday or this morning or something that inspired you
1: I didn't take a, a whoa uh, the, a photo that made me complete I haven't stopped drawing her is a woman that I saw at the Met and we are I was at the Tudor show and the fashion the, the fashion at the met with what people are wearing to the museum is as, often as good sometimes better but certainly as good as well. Not as good as, but you know, extraordinary. So she was at the Tudor show, which is completely amazing. And in there, everybody, you know, that they, the I'm really thinking a lot about guilt and remorse because when you see the paintings from the Tudors and Henry, the you know, from Henry and Elizabeth and Mary, they all killed each other for power. Everybody killed everybody in some machination, even very directly or you know, surreptitiously. And I think, look at that. And they don't seem to have any uh, cards on the wall saying how guilty they felt. So I'm, I think about that. Like, what is the level of responsibility? And this is you know, whatever, 500 years ago. Are we too polite right now? But at any rate, no, that's not true. Of course, it's, it's good to be kind, I guess. At any rate, there was a woman there wearing this huge necklace of lapis lazuli on a black sweater. She was teeny, teeny, teeny. She was walking with a cane. And she had fantastic bangs and a page boy, and I thought, "This woman is stupendous." So I took a picture of her, and now I'm I'm thinking about guilt and jewelry.
0: Huh. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so after women holding things, what is next on your on your publication schedule? Here, you must have other books. Uh, Slated. I have,
1: I have books what's next on, the, on my agenda is an installation of Sarah Berman's closet, which will be uh, in Florida and Sarasota in the winter. And in the next iteration, I'm doing a, a book about knowledge. Interesting. You can believe it. <laughs> I can, I can absolutely believe and it. It's, it's multi volumes. It's a oh. compendium of knowledge. I can, but it's, it's too vague right now, but that's where I'm going. I love it. Like a box set. Like an encyclopedia, it could be, it could, right? Exactly. A door-to-door salesman is going to come to your door. Perfect. person <laughs> right? So that's that's uh, that's what's happening, and hopefully more booklets with my son, and more and and surprises. You know, the phone rings or the text comes, whatever it is. Now, love that. And are you reading anything good? I'm reading so many good things that I, I don't even know what to do. And it's that's one of the things about time. But uh, I'm in a proof group, and I'm reading the whole seven volumes again. I did it with a group leader. So seven, eight years together. And now we're starting again because I thought it's either a mental institution or reading Proust. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I highly recommend it for anybody who's having any problems with anything, which is everybody, to read Proust. We're also having, we have a Shakespeare group with the same wonderful woman, Bridget Brine. And in between that, I'm reading Sophia Tolstoy's diaries, which are amazing. They had 13 children. Wow. And a tempestuous life together. Of course, as you famously, as you know, he famously ran away from her at the end after he'd gone a little bit mad, perhaps, or they drove each other mad. And uh, Claire, I just read Claire Keegan. I'm reading Natalia Ginsburg. I'm reading Clarice Lispector. There are a lot of side dishes to my Proust and Shakespeare. <laughs> They're not side dishes at all, but it's it's a wonderful I'm looking, I have so many stacks of books. Some of them are mystery stacks, of course, like we all have.
0: Wow. But it's a great thing. Amazing.
1: Well, you're just so
0: vibrant. It's like your mind and your creativity and these colors. And it's so, that's like all I can think to say. Everything about you seems so vibrant and intellectual and curious. It's
1: wonderful. Really wonderful. Well, Sometimes, usually, or sometimes, <laughs> on, <laughs> on a, a good day. day. On, a, on good a good day. day. <laughs> on a good day. Exactly. And, and I wish there are many of. So, thank you. Thank but you. there was something in here about holding on to a bad mood, or wasn't there something? Yes. Yes. Well, well. You know, that's the way it is. Holding on to a bad mood, and holding on to a bad mood after having a bad dream. Yes, that's I right. My, but my attitude and and dreams, you know, just like can set you off for days after you had one. You think like, what is that? But now I'm looking at it more as cinema. That I'm going to a double feature that I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to see. So it's kind of uh, I'm I, I'm not taking it so personally, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to view it as uh, where's my popcorn and soda. Love it. This yeah. movie. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
1: like the weather just
0: comes in and out.
1: Gotta yeah. Just- exactly.
0: Yeah. Stand your ground. Well, Myra, thank you so much. It's always a delight to chat with you. And this is going on all my gift guides this year, of what to give and what I'll be giving. And it's just such a beautiful sort of ode to women and all the the many aspects of who we are and what we do and that it's okay to
1: to crumble <laughs> at times as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It's essential. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have a very good, the holiday season is upon us. That's a nice thing. Baking shall ensue. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.